Imagine being of old age and have lived a fulfilling life. All those years of hard work factored down to this moment of contentment and bliss. Looking out the window, you see the frail and withered trees, much like you. It's due to the years of lessons and being overgrown, tired. You realize it's for the best to cut down the frail old tree. If you were younger, you may have taken care of this on your own, but today, you'll pick up the phone and call for help. But at the end, the tree is trimmed down and so are you. Here are their stories. a 38-year-old Ryan Scott Blinston, a California tree trimmer originally from Oroville, was doing a tree trimming service at the home of Homer and Lorraine Severs in Los Molinos, California. After the crew was finished with the job, they all parted ways and went home. Thanks to cell phone GPS technology, it was confirmed that four days later, Ryan returned to the home and scouted the residence before going back to his home in Oroville. Ryan then trekked back one last time on the 23rd, and this is when he decided to force his way into the house of 91-year-old Homer and 88-year-old Maureen and slit both of their throats. Maureen died immediately. Homer survived assault but later died of an unrelated illness in December of 2020. Just two weeks later, on June 4th, the tree trimming crew was doing a job at an Oroville residence. It belonged to Sandra George. Ryan was part of the crew that serviced the property, and after the job was done, just like before, everyone went their separate ways back to their residence. But Ryan came right back to Sandra's home and slashed her throat. Then just three weeks later, on June 21st, a fisherman in the Feather River near Belden, California, found a body in the river. She happened to be one of Ryan's close acquaintances. Her name was Vicki Klein. Vicky was only 57 and was last seen alive when she was with Ryan in downtown Oroville on June 6th. Hours later, that same night she was last seen, her car was found abandoned and purposely set on fire. Luckily, blood and DNA evidence was found in Ryan's car and was forensically matched to Vicky Klein. Autopsy results also reported damage to Vicky's throat, strikingly similar and consistent with the damages to the other victims. Ryan was arrested before dawn on June 14th, just about a week after Vicky vanished. 
the Butte County Sheriff's SWAT team tracked him down to a motorhome in a heavily wooded and isolated area in Brush Creek. The authorities were planning to arrest him on suspicion of burning Vicky's car, and when the authorities approached the motorhome, they heard muffled screams of a man inside the house and a very loud banging. The banging turned out to be Ryan trying to break into the motorhome. Ryan fled deep into the woods and refused to drop the hatchet. He was captured after the SWAT team deployed a stun gun and pepper spray to subdue him after a violent struggle. When asked how he knew Ryan, the 50-year-old man told the police that he met him just earlier that day and allowed him to stay in his motorhome because Ryan claimed he was afraid to leave after dark because of bears. The man then fell asleep only to wake up to Ryan attacking him with a knife and was successful in doing so. Despite an injured throat, the 50-year-old man was able to fight Ryan off and forced him out of the home, locking the door. Ryan began banging aggressively on the door with a hatchet, which is when the authorities arrived. The medic came and treated the severely injured man, and he was airlifted to a hospital. The SWAT team may have saved that man's life because the area they were in were in complete isolation with absolutely no cell phone service or any neighbors nearby. It was unlikely that anyone would have heard the man's cry for help. Butte County Deputy District Attorney Niels Bringsdurt and Mark Emmons called 35 witnesses to testify against Ryan, including experts in DNA and cell phone GPS technology, as well as forensic pathologists and an anthropologist. There were also hundreds of pieces of evidence, including photos, diagrams, surveillance videos, phone data, and business records that were given to the jury. The tree trimming company that Ryan worked for was also very cooperative with the investigation, releasing information about the victim's service records. Ryan Blinston did not testify during the trial and the motive behind the attacks was never revealed. Evidence showed that it was not an act of robbery. He was found guilty and convicted of three counts of first-degree murder, two counts of attempted first-degree murder, and a count of arson. District Attorney Michael L. Ramsey said, These were extraordinarily brutal because they involved cutting the victim's throats. In our mind, he's an extraordinarily dangerous person that deserves to be put away for the rest of his life. Ryan was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. <laughs>